Don't look now, but winning the regular season Big 12 title in basketball is extremely achievable right now. So can we please fill GIA for a massive game against KU? You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You can find me on Twitter at Aldeo State. We are available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. Today, we are brought to you by LinkedIn Talent Solutions. If you're trying to find the right candidate at the right time for the right job, Use LinkedIn Talent Solutions. All right, so we'll just dive right into this, guys. We legitimately have watched Mike Boynton over years bring in really solid classes, right, from a recruiting perspective, and not always be able to capitalize on the talent that he's brought in. Everybody knows the story from last season, right, which is why we've had the conversation already, that no matter what happened this season, unless it was an absolute train wreck he was gonna he was gonna save his job no matter what because of what he has coming back next season and and what he has coming in recruiting wise and you know i've put out polls i I put out a poll about galgariba attendance and i think it had five six hundred people in it I, i think that's pretty decent and it was close but the overwhelming majority of people you know did end up talking about the financial constraint side of it. I've some, seen some stuff on Twitter with Weiberg and Boynton. They're trying to do some things right now to help rectify that. So if they're willing to work with us, we've got to make sure we fill out Galagariba. This is the game. This is the time that it's tailor-made for us to do so. And, and goodness gracious, y'all, what it does for recruiting, you know, I, I don't want to beat that dead horse over and over again, but There's going to be some people in the building for this one. It's KU, defending national champions, coming to town as we're hot. We won five in a row, seven of our last eight. We're just, we're clicking at the right time. And the the beauty of it is we're super banged up, right? Our best player, um, the guy who's most likely going to be part of this next draft cycle is Musa Cisse our seven-foot, ultra-talented center. He's He's been dealing with an ankle injury for a few weeks now. And he's having to play so many minutes that we know it's not getting any better, right? It doesn't appear to be getting a whole lot worse, but it's not getting better. So for the foreseeable future, going into the tournament, we know we're going to be operating with a less than 100% Musa Cisse, 85%, maybe 90 I think 90 would be pushing it. So, you know, we got him banged up. Caleb Asbury, he's dealing with some swelling and things of that nature in his knee from diving for that loose ball um, a couple games back. So he's not 100%, right? But he played phenomenal basketball, phenomenal basketball against Iowa State. And it got really chippy. 
And, you know, guys, I've, I've probably put out a couple thousand tweets by now since I've had Twitter. I know it's small sample size. It's just been a few months. But I'm pretty sure I put out at least a couple thousand tweets in the last few months, right? And in those few thousand tweets, I have two where I've even mentioned referees. I'm one of those guys that typically there's 90,000 other things that happen throughout the course of the game that could have helped you get the W. That had nothing to do with the ref stepping in and making calls or not making calls. By and large, that's my philosophy. Um, but this game was wild up in Ames, y'all. It was a whistle fest. Now, towards you know the, the latter half of the second half, it got pretty even. They started calling fouls for both sides. But both teams were in the double bonus super early. And, you know, that, that doesn't usually spell a recipe for success for us recently, right? I.e., the last game we played, Texas Tech, we only shot 58% from the free throw line. Now, today, or last night, we shot 70%, which is considerably better than 58. 58% against anybody is going to be hard to win. But 70% is still not very good. It was enough. But that's, the again, what I keep circling the wagon back to is we still have yet to see this team play a full 40 minutes, right? Bedlam in Norman, we probably played 32 minutes of quality basketball. Um, TCU, I think you could probably say the same. Texas Tech, not so much. I would say our defense is just so stingy and scrappy and tough. And that's what Mike Boynton talked about after the game, right? What is the definition of this team? It's toughness. Which is, you know, it's it's such a breath of fresh air to know that we can win in a multitude of ways because the ineptitude offensively for the last few years has been uh, frustrating, especially from the half-court set. If we went into this game, right, and, and you told me we were, we were going to have two, two points in transition, two points off of fast breaks with our athleticism, we know Mike Boynton loves the offensive style of, of getting up and down the floor as opposed to always being bogged down in half-court sets. Yet again, we find a way to win. That's a, the, the masterful part of what Coach Mike Boynton's put together is we're now winning in a multitude of ways, which has never happened. Right? Let's face it. We have a lot of ISO scenarios, right? A lot of isolation where we get, we get players to try to find ways to create their own shots. You know, it's natural for you in your head to envision a Cade Cunningham, to envision a Marcus Smart. That's the thing, though. I said in a space the other day that I think this is a far more complete team than when we had Cade Cunningham. I didn't say a better team. But, yeah, we don't have a Cade right? The guy that you know is going to take the ball to in and take that shot. We assume it's most likely going to be Bryce Thompson, but it hasn't exactly worked out as, as him being that guy. So we're doing it more by committee. In the last couple of games, teams have made a very concerted effort to try to shut down Caleb Boone. Very smart decision. But luckily, other players are stepping up in that absence. And uh, it, it's just we're peaking at the right time, even with all the injuries, even with all the obstacles. And, you know, it's all about eliminating as many obstacles as possible. And when you, when you're talking about eliminating obstacles for your small business, guys, we all know that finding the qualified candidates 
in the most efficient way possible, it's better for everybody, right? It's better for you. It's better for the person applying for the job. It's better for your clientele because you're able to, you know, get a position filled of need pretty quickly, reliably. It helps you quickly attract all the right candidates to your job with specific targeting tools. They go far beyond the resume data by using insights from job posts and, and using the company assets at their you know, whims with 875 million member profiles. So they identify everything quickly and it makes it very easy for you to screen. It'll rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. This is why small businesses in fact, rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So, locked on nation, oh, state aid nation, we got a call to action. Go to LinkedIn jobs right now, linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Again, that is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions obviously do apply. So, when we're, we're dissecting what this team can do, as far as, you know, making a run at something. Because ironically enough, coming into the season, I think the, the, the common consensus was just make, make the tournament, right? Find a way to make the tournament since we were robbed of that opportunity last season. Well, now you're seeing expectations climb. And that's fair. It's the same thing with Mike Gundy. Expectations have continued to rise. So we expect more. That's fair. It's the same with Mike Boynton, right? Coming into the season. 90% of people would have told you if he, if he makes the tournament, we're pretty happy after what happened last season. And now that we're cruising the way that we are, now it's it's not that simplistic, right? Now it's more of, okay, we're definitely a tournament team. Now we got to get in and we'll also win one. So now we're, we're playing for seeding. But the crazy part about that is the seeding in the Big 12 tournament is probably going to be more important than the seeding in the NCAA tournament. Because it's been proven. Look at Texas Tech right now. The last place team in the Big 12 can beat anybody on any given night. The last place team legitimately can beat the number one ranked team any given night. So it's amazing that we're reeling off these win after win after win after win in a row right now. That's the the consecutive W's is what's blowing my mind. So, yes, I do think we're a far more complete team right now than we ever were with Kate Cunningham. We were deeper then, right? We had a better bench. We had more talent. We had more athleticism just because we had more bodies. The cohesive collective unit that this team is, it's a beauty to watch. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air to see how it's done. And, and especially when we're talking about running everything from the low post. Because working off of Musa Cisse and Caleb Boone has not been something that we've been doing for a long time. We haven't been working off of our bigs, even, even dating back to when we had Michael Cobbins, guys. Mike Cobbins was somebody that could that could effectively move down low and, and be productive offensively and defensively. Yet it is completely different. Even Cameron McGriff, right? We, we can keep going back. The way we're utilizing our big men right now is very different. So even if they're not the focal point offensively, we're running sets through them and it makes the defense have to respect both, both facets of the game. 
whether it be inside, outside, pick and pop, pick and roll, high ball screen with Caleb and Musa or Tyreek following off of that, that, that high pick. We are now giving so many layers that the other team has to prepare for that it throws them off of their game. Our half-court sets have become an asset now, and they have never been, I would argue, in Mike Boynton's time in Stillwater until right now. So it's, it's a perfect time to get on the bandwagon. And we are going to talk about the bandwagon side of it because we're talking about attendance. I'm not going to jump up on that mountain and toot my, toot my big old horn and all that fun jazz. I'm not going to do that. But, again, this is, this is the game. This is the premier game. We were on a space the other day, and, and there's people talking about students that if it's sad, sad as it is, if they don't hear the words OU or Texas or Kansas, they're probably they're not going to show up in droves. Okay. I hate to hear that. It hurts my heart. It sucks for the history of Galgariba. It sucks for Coach Boynton. It sucks for the basketball squad that we have people and students that do think like that. But nonetheless, it is that day. It is KU. They are coming to town. And we're the hottest team in the Big 12. And, and Bill, Swell, Bill Self has had a hard time exercising his demons in Stillwater for his entire time at KU. It's really the only road venue that he knows he's going to struggle with. Maybe it's a, a mental thing, right? I don't know. But I do know that we're out for blood. I thought Iowa State was going to be sloppy, and it was. But I thought it was going to be sloppy to a level that was a hindrance, especially with the injuries, especially with the short bench. But we played magnificent basketball, meaningful and magnificent basketball. So can we keep this thing going? It looks like it. With all the adversity, with all the injuries, people tend to forget. Caleb Asbury, who's come on hot and was massive in this game. He missed multiple weeks, as did Woody Newton. Woody Newton contemplated just a couple weeks ago if – he, he was ready to come back and play. He had so many family things going on that he did contemplate maybe, you know, uh, trying to find a, a better understanding of where he fit or if he fit. So the job that Mike Boynton's done this year, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, he should be the front runner right now. Him and... Oh, yeah, K-State, I'm not going to lie. He, he's year one. Uh, to Jerome Tang, I think is his name. So Jerome Tang and and Coach Mike Boynton are probably, you know, up there for a coach of the year. We just have to continue at this rate. But please, hear me, help me, spread thee. We need this one to be packed out. We need it for the players. We need it for KU. We need it for Coach Self. We need it for the recruits. This is a big mission statement. What have we heard, even in that poll I, was, I mentioned earlier? It's, you know, if it's not financial, it's when they start winning more, we will, we will come. If you build it, they will come. If you win, they will come. That's what we've been hearing. Well, guys, we could not be doing any better, period. Than we are at this very moment. So if 
You're part of the crowd that has been waiting on this thing to kind of turn itself around. We are at that moment. This thing is officially turned around. So let's please get behind these dudes. They need it. They can feed off of it, and they can feel it. And KU always has a hard time when we show up and show out. Now, is John Michael Wright going to drop another 19 points? Maybe. Is Bryce Thompson going to get hot and go for another 20-plus like he did in Lawrence? Probably. You know this game means something to Bryce Thompson. You know this is a game that's circled. Not that there's any animosity with KU. It just it is what it is. You want to play your old squad. Just like I'm sure Tyreek Smith would have loved more minutes against Texas Tech. We, as a fan base, probably would have loved more minutes from Tyreek Smith against Texas Tech. But he knows he has a role to fill, and that's the beauty of this squad. We're finding multiple ways to win. We're not relying on one thing, which we were in the Kate Cunningham days. It's just even the ugly W's are a thing of beauty because it's a defensive masterpiece. So, yeah, guys, please um, help me get this stuff out. We need, we need these fans in the seat for this next game. And now we'll, we'll transition here real quick to women's basketball. But before I do so, <laughs> get to bring out Mr. Boone Bromerson for women's basketball, baby. I'm having troubles. There we go. Yeah. So as you guys know, uh, every time we get a sweep, Mr. Boone Brumerson goes up there. And the reason his name is Mr. Boone Brumerson is because Caleb Boone went absolutely crazy in Bedlam to sweep OU. So as crazy things happen, uh, we'll, we'll add names to it, right? So, for instance, let's say women's basketball goes to the Elite Eight and Naomi Alnadas hits the game winner to send us to the Elite Eight. Well, then Mr. Boone Brumerson might then become like uh, Mimi Boom Broomerson, lose the mister. Same with baseball, right? Rock Regio drops a bomb to put us in Omaha. Then we can name it the Rock Boom Broomerson, right? We're just having fun with it. This is a really good time to be a Cowboy fan, to be a Cowgirl fan. Uh, you know, men's basketball clearly is cruising. We've been talking about that. Women's basketball has been cruising as well. Uh, softball. We all know how good the softball squad is. So, yeah, whenever you're just you're looking at everything. So in the men's side of things, we were pegged fifth preseason. And that's exactly where we are right now. We're in fifth place, uh, two games out of first. So you win another ball game and there's literally like a five way tie for second. And, and Texas is not invincible up top. Uh, they, they do look to be the most complete team at the very moment. Texas, yeah, they're going to be hard to handle for anybody. But that's the thing. Any team in the Big 12 that gets in is going to cause problems. But it's even more miraculous from the women's side, y'all. Again, this team, these ladies were picked ninth place, second to dead last in the Big 12. And they're hanging right there. The women have a legit to win the, the regular season title, right? Just like the men. It might take a couple of games here and there. But – we talk about the men doing it in a multitude of ways. So the other day we were talking about our, our two foreign, you know, sniper sharpshooters, um, Greta C and lawyer Garzon, they were off, right? They combined for like seven, six points, seven points, something like that. So they both had off games. And then this very next day, instead of being so reliant on the bigs, they show up 
And on a great IC, drops a cool 15 points in 26 minutes. Julio Garzon comes off the bench, does her thing, drops another 14 points. Taryn Milton keeps tearing it up. Naomi Alnadas, again, Mimi, doesn't have to be the Cade Cunningham all the time because we're finding multiple people that can step up and provide. And we talk, we're talking about the, the fan side of things. The women had almost 4K, 4,000 fans in Galgaraba for women's basketball is pretty impressive. Is it where, where we want it to be? Absolutely not. But again, this team is cruising as well. And, and, and when you're tying everything together, just for me, the nostalgic side of things, it's just really cool to see people like Taylor Collins get this opportunity and to be able to show off and show out like she has because her dad was part of the 95 Final Four squad. I put that out on Twitter the other day, too. So everything is clicking at this moment. Women, women's basketball, men's basketball, softball's rocking and rolling. You know, we're at, we're at a tournament, uh, Puerto Vallarta tournament in Mexico, making a good account of ourselves. Did run up against the wall a little bit against uh, uh, Maryland. But if you notice, the first couple games we threw our aces. Uh, this game, not that it was a throwaway game, none of them are, but we pitched every everyone on staff that we had. So I understand what Kenny Gajewski's doing there. You got you to gotta find all the pieces in the fire, right? You can't just rely on two, two ladies all the way throughout the course of the season. So this is, um, yeah, it's okay. It really is okay. And we get to do it all over again against Ole Miss uh, here after a while. So that'll be a fun one as well. It's just, it's a very phenomenal time to be a Cowboy or a Cowgirls fan, even from the football side of things. Whether you want to talk about the fact that we're, Dropping the dead weight of OU in Texas. And for clarification purposes, yes, I strategically said that because it's true, guys. I don't have anything against OU or Texas, but a fact is a fact. OU and Texas have been a problem, primarily Texas, dating back to the last round of this Big 12 mix-up, shake-up. If Texas and OU didn't operate the way they did and have their handouts all, all their hands out all the daggone time, then AM and Nebraska would have never left which means Mizzou and Colorado would have never left, which means none of this would have happened. Now, again, I think it's a net positive, right, being able to pick up uh, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU. BYU is a home run hire, ready to go. UCF has the largest enrollment, and they have lots of dollar bills. They're willing to pump into this thing immediately to get as competitive as possible very quickly. Cincinnati's riding a little bit of a high. The conversation with or without Luke Fickle does change the, the scenario a little bit, but nonetheless – Everybody, I think, is positioned to, to come in and be successful, minus some depth. I think the depth side of things, BYU is the only one that may have that right away. But everybody's going to have it. So, again, I think this is a net positive. I meant what I said. I don't, I don't walk it back. They are dead weight. As far as the conference, what is better for the conference, OU and Texas are dead weight. Now you're not going to have the greedy handouts all the time. Now you're going to have some amicable civil discord between everybody. And then the, we can all collectively come together and then go to war with the Big Ten and the SEC instead of going to war with each other like we have been on and off for the better part of two-plus decades. Instead of that, now we can go to war together against other people. And that's what it is. The new Big 12 is much more cohesive and much more entertaining from top to bottom than the old Big 12 ever was. It's not, it's not top-heavy to where there's nothing of substance below it, like the SEC, like the Big Ten. The bottom half of the SEC and the bottom half of the Big Ten are trash. 
they don't even hold a candle to the Big 12. So again, they are dead weight. I meant what I said. This is a net positive. It's a great time to be a Cowboy fan. It's a great time to be a Cowgirl fan. It keeps going up. And again, even from the football perspective, our recruiting class is better than people are giving it credit for. The transfer class is the best we've ever had. I don't know. I don't know that we could do light years better, even in the future, as far as the transfer class is concerned. So the defense is pumped. The coaches are ready to go. I'm a big fan of Brian Nardo. Not not typically a fan of how Gundy does those. Ha ha! Look at me, hires. But this is a good one. Football. Everything. It's it. It's a really good time. It's a really good time to be a Cowboy. So. Everybody, that's all we got for this one. Go enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, Try to catch yourself some softball. If not, follow me on Twitter, and I'll be throwing updates there as well. Until the next one. As always, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. And thank you for making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Later, y'all.